1: Darkcast Network, where the light shines brightest on our indie podcasts. Crime Con is going to be in Las Vegas in 2022, and it's going to be super lit. <laughs>
2: We are pretty excited to be able to (laughs) attend again and meet up with some of the folks that we met last year, plus meet some new true crime buddies, hopefully you.
1: That's right. We'll be on Podcast Row with many other great podcasts. Plus, there's going to be tons of sessions, big personalities, and entertainment with plenty of opportunities to meet other
2: like-minded folks. Please join us from April 29th to May 1st. And did we mention it's going to be in Las Vegas? Viva Las
1: Vegas! <laughs> Tickets are on sale right now. Just go to CrimeCon.com and be sure to use the code FRUITLOOPS. That's F R U I T. L
2: O O P S to save 10% and let them know we sent you. That's crimecon.com. Use the code fruit loops. We are so excited to meet you. This podcast contains adult themes and language. And some of the things that we discuss may be disturbing to some listeners in this podcast. We discuss sexual assault, torture, race, and murder. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Welcome to Fruit Loops, episode 147. Bienvenidos, bitches, and buiti binafi, and thank you for listening. Fruit Loops is a podcast about true crimes committed by people of color and the victims that we don't hear or know much about. Contrary to popular belief, not all serial killers are straight, cisgender, able-bodied, what, dudes? what? Uh-uh. There are many well-documented cases of serial killers of color and Fruit Loops is a podcast all about them. We will take deep dives into the fascinating lives and crimes of serial killers and true crimes committed by people of color and the victims that the media and entertainment commonly leave out because the news is r- racist, <laughs> allegedly.
2: <laughs> and we are Wendy and Beth. She's Wendy, a Black Latinx woman. And I'm Beth, and I just happen to be white. Oh, it's not her fault, everybody. <laughs> We're not journalists, investigators, or psychologists. Just a couple of gals interested in true crime. Also, the opinions expressed in this podcast are just that, our opinions. Please send any questions or comments to Pod at com or leave us a voicemail at 602 935 nine Not four, four. <laughs> <laughs> and we may feature it on a future episode
1: <laughs> also our website is com, and we use fruitloopspod for all our social media the footnotes for each episode can be found on our website plus check it out for the different ways that you can support the show and
2: become a fruit loops patron yeah. so who- Are we talking about today, Beth? Today we're talking about Shaquan and LaTanya Bellamy, two cousins who, along with another woman, carjacked a couple who had just gotten engaged and killed them for seemingly no reason. And as it turns out, Shaquan is a serial killer. Oh, me, oh my.
1: Well, before we get into it, how you doing? I'm all
2: right. I miss my okay.
1: Wendy. <laughs> oh, I miss my Beth. We have we yeah we haven't seen each other in over a week. I know it's um, crazy. Yeah, it's it is really really weird. I miss my friend too a lot. Yeah, but, but
2: we had a really nice time before you left. We did. Yeah. We did. It was actually really special. Did you cry? I did. Yeah, <gasps> you
1: did. Oh my. <laughs> God! Oh my God. And I never cry. <laughs> Shut up. Oh my God. That is yeah. so crazy. Sweet. I love you, Beth. I, miss I love you. you too. I miss um, you too. Well, the good news is we're going to be at CropCon.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. We're going to see April. Other Yeah. So we will yeah. see each other and, and
1: we will see Minnie. Minnie and we will see you. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah.
2: Hopefully. Um, yeah. Don't forget to use our code. Promo code. Yeah. Is fruit, it, fruit, loops 10? fruit loops. Fruit loops. Fruit loops. <laughs> oh, it's just fruit loops. I, I, yeah. It's just fruit loops. Okay. But okay. you have to spell it like we spell it, not like the cereal. So it's F R U I T. You know, Loops. You get it. Loops. <laughs> yeah, okay. you get it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good. Um, I've been looking for Tyler Perry. I haven't seen him yet, but when I do, I will tell him all about Froot Loops.
2: <laughs> okay, cool. Uh,
1: <laughs> cool. <laughs> but um, Atlanta is amazing. I, when we got here, it felt like home immediately. Wow. which is fucking nuts yeah and then like the first the, for, like the first couple days especially in our neighborhood where we're staying right now which is the west end it's by morehouse and spelman college it's a very black area like we we didn't see any white people <laughs> except for whitey yeah, yeah. And, and the kids were like the kids even noticed like Wow, this is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. Yeah. We can't see a Karen for miles. We're like, yeah. we on not Karen binoculars. I don't see one anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got a little bit sick um over the course of the travel. Like what we when we landed, I was like congested and coughing. And I got, I got a COVID test. It's not COVID. It's just a regular cold. Remember those? <laughs> Remember when you yeah. just get a regular cold? I haven't <laughs> had a cold in two years, knock <laughs> I'm honor. telling you, it's yeah. crazy. So anyway, <laughs> but I'm on the men. So oh, good, good. Yes, good um, so now we're gonna get into some listener letters. Well, hello, Angel. <sighs> Thank you. Mm-mm. What in the world is in that bag? What you got in that bag, Bep? Well, we got an email from Clayton.
2: Mm. And uh, Clayton said, I'm not a hater and I'm also a person of color. Okay. Just curious why you're basically claiming these monsters for the culture. Mm. Like it almost seems like a twisted sense of pride that white people aren't the only monsters. And it just kind of feels like that could make people have an even more negative view of the culture, especially seeing as how the most prolific serial killers in history are people of color. Just Curious. Mm. So thank you for your email, Clayton. And yes, thank that's you. That's a good question. And something that we thought about before we even started this podcast. Yes, ma'am. And the way that we look at it is that most of the victims of these killers are BIPOC and mm-hmm. their stories don't get the attention that the white victims do. Uh, yes, the white missing, serial killers, miss, it-
1: missing white women syndrome as we learned yes. from the
2: Gabby Petito case. Yeah, and the uh, white serial killers, you know, they they tend to kill white people, so Mm -hmm. they get all the attention. So... Mm -hmm. Telling their stories also gives us a chance to talk about culture, history, systemic racism, and oppression, et cetera. You know the drill. Yes. Another factor is that we're all human, and it's just another side of humanity that doesn't often get discussed. And we often talk about all of these things on the show, so hopefully that clears up a little bit for you.
1: Hopefully it does. Yeah. And I think talking about it is one of the best ways to dismantle sort of these um. Really, it's, it's fucked up. Um. At parts of our society. I mean, yeah. If we don't talk about it or what, bring it to the light, then it will just fester and
2: kill us all. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll all yeah. be victims. <laughs> no communication um, is key. Yeah.
1: Communication is key. And yeah, we just. I, I guess I. I understand where he's coming from about I do. monsters yeah. of the culture, right. but uh, and. You're free to interpret it that way if you want, but that's not
2: that's not what we are about so we I think we um we both have an interest in true crime and uh-huh. serial killers in particular. Mm-hmm. yeah, but we don't want to talk about the white serial killers. That's it. yeah.
1: I mean, there's <laughs> if if to. you do, there are thousands Plenty, of podcasts yeah. out there about them. <laughs> but yeah, um we just we just have a, a little bit we just have a different lane. That's all.
2: Yeah. That's um it. and
1: we aim for everybody and that's okay too. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, yeah. <laughs>
2: um and we welcome our listeners to be part of the conversation on Facebook or Twitter at Fruit Loops Pod or email us at fruitloopspod at gmail Yes, ma'am. All right. Well we got also in the mailbag a couple of new
1: patrons this mm-hmm. past Right on. Um. So, Nashia, twenty-five. Thank you for becoming a patron, a, a patron, a patron, <laughs> patron, and Catherine, <Patron>. <laughs> Catherine, the Catherine M. Thank you for being a patron,
0: a patron.
1: uh we appreciate it. And here are your tunes, Patreon donor, podcast rasta <laughs> Said you are a Patreon donor <laughs> and a podcaster rasta. <laughs> saying, Na Shia, uh, Na <laughs> Na she, uh, Na 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 shea, uh. na shea, uh. na na shia uh. na 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 shea.
2: Uh. Good one.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, Catherine, this is for you. I remember when I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. There was something so pleasant about that phase. First, fast forward. But, but I think you can, Catherine. I think you can, Catherine. I think you can, sincerely. <laughs> Another good one. <laughs> thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> um, yeah, thank and then, you. Oh, one more thing. So we played a, uh, we got a voicemail from Sue in Canada and she came with some fire culture corners about Canada. Right, um, right. And we just thought, given, um, you know, she talked about fuckery in Canada and the police that get on their horses and stuff and how they removed Indigenous folks. Um, yeah. And there are so many culture uh, culture corner opportunities for us as a f- Fruit Loops community to peek into. Um, I have blind spots, and I know Beth does too. Like I, yeah, definitely. I, I, I we check a lot of boxes, but there's just experiences and culture in um, this world that we them. don't know about. So, if you guys have some culture corners, we would love it if you would share them with us. So, yeah. um, hashtag Culture Corner, hashtag Fruit Loops Pod. Get at us, email us, leave us a voicemail with um, some culture corners that you would like to share with us that we can incorporate into our true crime show. Yeah, that'd so, be awesome. Um, we are going to take a quick break and we're going to get into the story when we come back.
0: 911, what's the nature of your emergency? Your world can change in the blink of an eye. He walked into the bedroom and you know that she had been murdered. So, he's running up and down, screaming, oh my God, someone call 911. There are two men killing a girl. I know my son and he would not go that long without saying anything to anyone. Safety can be an illusion and reality a nightmare. So how do you steal a person, a grown person? Unspeakable crimes can penetrate any small town, big family, pretty face, or innocent child. And in the wake of a loved one's murder or disappearance, there is nothing more cruel or desperate as silence.
1: Why won't people talk about it? That's another thing. People don't want
0: to talk about it
1: around here.
0: For the families of the missing and murdered, they gambled with their sanity as they lose hope in closure and settle for justice. That's where the Cold Case Playing Cards come in. In each episode of the Dealing Justice podcast, your hosts Jennifer Dubasek and Lori Jennings will spotlight one card from the Cold Case Playing Card deck. Hear the victim's story from the friends and family who knew them best. Her mom will never stop fighting until she finds out what
2: happens to her daughter.
0: Learn about the crime and help close the case. Welcome to season two. We're not just playing cards. We're dealing justice.
2: though, in therapy, which is so helpful for me so I can manage, deal, and get through it. Stress shows up in all kinds of ways and in a world that's telling you to do more, sleep less, and grind all the time. Here's your reminder to take care of yourself, do less, and maybe try some therapy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video,
1: phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to.
2: It's more affordable than in-person therapy. Give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Fruit Loop Serial Killers of Color. Listeners get
1: 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com fruit. That's betterhel dot fruit.
2: we <laughs> where back. Oh, uh, <laughs> right. a really good joke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, maybe there's more coming for the show. So here we go. Okay. So, uh <laughs> remind us Beth who is our subject today?
2: Today, we're talking about Shaquan and Latonia Bellamy, two cousins who murdered a newly engaged couple living in Jersey City, New Jersey. And this was the first murder for Latonya, but as it turns out, the third murder for Shaquan.
1: Wow, she's moving on up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so now we're going to get into some stats, everybody. <laughs> All right, so there's three crime scenes and five victims. Rest in power and love kings and queens. Malik Richardson was 17. Lester Bleak Thompson was 26. Lamonte Wright was 20. Nia Hack was 25. And Michael Muchoki? was 27. So now we're going to get into the setting. Take us there, Beth.
2: The setting is Jersey City, New Jersey, and the land where Jersey City sits was originally the home of the Lenape people, who we discussed in previous episodes set in Philadelphia. During the last decades of the 18th century, most Lenape were removed from their homeland by the expanding European colonies.
1: In the 1860s, the United States government forced most Lenape remaining in the eastern United States to the Indian territory, present-day Oklahoma and the surrounding um, territory, under the Indian removal policy. In the 21st century, most Lenape now reside in Oklahoma with some other communities in Wisconsin and Ontario.
2: New Jersey's fertile lands and relative religious tolerance drew a large and diverse population of colonizers. New Jersey was among the 13 original colonies that opposed England during the American Revolutionary War, hosting numerous pivotal battles and military commands. When at I- Oh, I just
1: think uh, Hamilton. Everything's legal in New Jersey. The, <laughs> I the forgot st- about that. <laughs> the state remained in the Union during the U.S. Civil War and thereafter became a major center of manufacturing and immigration. It helped drive the nation's industrial revolution and became the site of numerous technological and commercial innovations into the mid twentieth century.
2: <laughs> that sounds like a commercial. I'm trying to talk hey, like New a newscaster. I'm just.
1: <laughs> Is I'm just is Childberry listening?
2: <laughs> that's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to get a job. That's all. New jersey's central location in the northeast. Megalopolis. Megalopolis. Meg- what? Whoa. Megalopolis. Yeah. Thanks, Minnie. Minnie. Wow. <laughs> wow. Megalopolis okay. fueled its rapid growth and suburbanization in the second half of the 20th century as they turned of the 21st century its economy increasingly diversified with major hmm. sectors including biotechnology pharmaceuticals specialized agriculture and informational technology
1: it's interesting cuz we in extra extra we were talking about how like school boards are like anti-diversifying book choices. Right, But right. diversity is okay in every aspect of life, including industry, yeah. portfolios. If you like invest yeah, in you money and have money to do five. that, Portfolio. it's good to do <laughs> these things. Uh, so New Jersey <laughs> remains a major destination for immigrants with one of the most multicultural populations in the U.S., Echoing historic trends, the state has increasingly reurbanized, with growth in the cities outpacing the suburbs since 2008. New Jersey is one of the wealthiest states in the U.S. A lot of rappers live there, with the second highest median household income in 2017. Almost
2: one-tenth of all households are millionaires. Damn! Wow! And that's the highest rate per capita in the country. Oh, Santa Maria Jesucristo. Are you kidding me? (laughs) No idea. That's amazing. Yeah. New Jersey's public school system consistently ranks at or among the top of all U.S. states. I don't know about you, but that's not how I thought of New Jersey before.
1: No, at all. not at, at all. all. Yeah, I mean, I know we're dum dubs in Arizona. We're like <laughs> we co- we could be forty eighth in terms of like yeah, our, education. our school system
2: is not very good. <laughs> no, yeah, but wow,
1: I never saw New Jersey coming. Whoo! Yeah, wow. Way to go, New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey is also one of the most ethnically and religiously diverse states in the United States. That's amazing. As yeah. of twenty eleven. percent of New Jersey's children under the age of one belong to a racial or ethnic underrepresented group, meaning that they had at least one parent who was Not non Hispanic white.
2: Whoa! Amazing! (laughs) According to the 2000 census, the state had the second largest Jewish population by percentage after New York, the Mm. second largest Muslim population by percentage after Michigan. Wow! The largest population of Peruvians in the United States. Holy! The largest population of Cubans outside of Florida. Get out! The third highest Asian population by percentage. You're kidding! The second highest Italian population. No!
1: Wow! wow. That's amazing! <laughs> okay, so African-Americans, there's more! African-Americans, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, West Indians, Arabs, Brazilian, and Portuguese Americans are also high in number. New Jersey has the third highest Asian Indian population of any state by absolute numbers and the highest per- by percentage, with Bergen County home to America's largest Malayali community.
2: Wow! wow. Overall, New Jersey has a third largest Korean population, with Bergen County home to the highest Korean concentration per capita in any U.S. county. New Jersey also has the fourth largest Filipino population Mm. and the fourth largest Chinese population. The five largest ethnic groups in 2000 were Italian at 18%, Irish at 16%, African at 14%, German at 13%, and Polish at 7%.
1: That is really something. There's a little bit of something for everybody. Everybody. It it sounds like. So Jersey City is located in Northeast New Jersey Right on the border of New York City And it is considered part of the New York City Metropolitan area It is bounded on the east by the Hudson River and upper New York Bay, and on the west by the Hackensack River and Newark Bay.
2: With about 31 miles of waterfront and an extensive rail infrastructure, the city is an important transportation terminus and distribution and manufacturing center for the port of New York and New Jersey.
1: Wow. I'm so impressed by I mean, New Jersey. No. <laughs> I'm like, these are all good things. Yeah. Jersey City shares significant mass transit connections with Manhattan. Redevelopment of the, the Jersey City waterfront has made the city one of the largest centers of banking and finance in the U.S. and has led to the district and city being nicknamed Wall Street West. Wow! Whoa. <laughs> really if, uh, new jersey where well, i had no I had idea no, i'm so sorry, sorry, sorry. About forgive all the us bad things yeah. i said about you forgive <laughs> us I think the
2: impression we get is like everybody is like those people on jersey shore
1: yeah jersey shore or like um i don't i
2: don't know i just what would you do in new jersey who else uh, uh bruce springsteen isn't he from new jersey <laughs> Hang on. Let me ask the whites. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know anything
1: about Bruce Springsteen.
2: (laughs) Well, I always get this impression, you know, he's like talking about the blue collar workers, you know, um, middle class, uh, white people, you know, people like that. I just thought that New Jersey was just full of those people.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I guess, I I guess it, but it's really so much more than Bruce Springsteen in the Jersey Shore. I'm telling you, I had no idea. (laughs) Shame on me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, if you live in the area and you'd like to check it out, the second floor of the Greenville branch of the Jersey City Free Public Library houses the Afro-American Historical and Cultural Society Museum, New Jersey's only museum devoted exclusively to the African-American experience. Wow. Oh,
1: Okay. According to the New Jersey City University website, the museum has galleries for lectures, special exhibits, and a permanent collection of New Jersey Blacks material, culture, and African artifacts. It conducts tours of historic sites in Hudson County and schedules special events such as Kwanzaa, celebrating the contributions of African Americans. That's That's great. That's awesome. By the way, since it's Black History Month, just have to let everybody know we're saying Black now black and be sure to capitalize it wherever you go yeah i'm just (laughs) letting everybody know that's the website
2: that's that's just what the website says but
1: tell all your friends (laughs) okay okay culture corner culture (laughs) corner when somebody is like uh so i was talking to so and so and they are african-american it sounds like they must have just learned to use those two words yeah, together yeah. and that they're uncomfortable. Um, Like maybe before, maybe the week before they used colored or even the N word. I don't know, but it just <laughs> sounds really, it just sounds really weird. So just black, just say black. applies to more people. It, it, and it's just, it, it's easier. If you, if you say African-American it, it, in my mind, it's a sign that you don't have any <laughs> black friends.
2: <laughs> you don't know any black people, do you? <laughs> anyway, funny. The museum collection includes books, newspapers, documents, photographs, and memorabilia regarding Black history In particular, there's information about the slave trade in Jersey City and New Jersey The Underground Railroad, the Pullman Porters, which was a Black labor union The Mm. Civil Rights Movement, the NAACP in New Jersey New Jersey's historic Black churches A replica of an urban 1930s kitchen And genealogical records for family history
1: That is so cool very cool. Um, so notable Black people from New Jersey, this is just for fun, shits and giggles, is uh, Clades Charles Smith, co-founder and lead guitarist for the group Cool in the Gang, uh, feminist rapper and actress Queen Latifah, uh, Shirley Tolentino, the first Black woman to serve on New Jersey Superior Court, comedian wow. and actor Flip Wilson, rapper and singer Akon, and retired rapper and now podcaster Joe Budden. <laughs> <laughs> so, pump, pump, pump it up. You remember that song? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that's Joe Buddy.
0: Get ready for your starring role in
1: a thrilling adventure full of hidden clues, immersive scenes, danger, and
0: romance.
2: That's right. It's June's Journey, and you play June Parker, an amateur detective investigating a series of mysteries. Ooh, you'll put your powers of observation to the test, sharpen your sleuthing skills, find objects, and claim rewards. The visuals are fire. It's like a party for your eyeballs (laughs) as you play this thrilling adventure full of hidden clues, immersive scenes with danger and romance in full force.
1: Whether you're craving a good mystery or just need to get away
2: for a while, June's Journey is the perfect game for you. It really is a sweet escape. I like to play when I need a mental pick-me-up. There is a detective in all of us.
1: Find your inner detective. Download Juden's Journey free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play.
2: Now we're going to get into the, um, the the folks in this story's early life. Hit it, Beth. Shaquan D. Bellamy, who is black, was born on July 14th, 1990. Uh, we could not find any information about his early life, but at the time of the murders, he was living in the Greenville section of New Jersey, a lower middle class area located in the southern part of the town. He was described by a neighbor as Quiet watch out for those quiet ones. Mm, so always the quiet ones. Yeah.
1: Now, Latanya Elizabeth Bellamy, a Black woman and Shaquan's cousin, was born on October 5th in 1990 in Jersey City, New Jersey. We don't have much in the way of specific details about her early childhood, but we do know that she spent years in the care and or custody of the New Jersey's Child Protective Services. Uh, and the name for that is the Division of Child Protection and Permanency, which sounds really
2: scary. Really weird. Yeah. Permanency? <laughs> yeah. You mean I'll never see my means. parents again
1: or my family. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, I don't, I'm in not the really sure what that's for. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. She also spent some years in the care and custody of a family member who sexually abused her. We don't know how old she was when the sexual abuse happened, if it was a solitary event, or if it went on for years. But clearly, she had a turbulent childhood.
1: However, prior to the event we are going to tell you about, she had no juvenile or adult criminal record. And in 2010, she was a 19-year-old college student who had dreams of becoming a social worker and helping people, probably who had been in situations like her. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. She was considered by friends and family to be a quote unquote, a good girl, someone who got good grades and rarely got in trouble. Her cousin Shaquan on the other hand did get into some trouble and he went to prison from March 6th, 2009 to October 19th, 2009 for drug possession with intent to distribute.
1: I do wonder about the, like more details about that case because especially for black men in the nineties and two thousands after Giuliani, uh, um, yeah. and um, this war on drugs and tough on crime stance. I wonder how much drugs it was. What were the circumstances? Is it possible that, you know... There was some police misconduct involved there. I just wonder. That's all. Yeah. So another actor in this tragedy is a young black woman named Darmelia Lawrence. Uh, We unfortunately know very little about her, but she was apparently a friend of Shaquan Bellamy's. She was also a sister of Ronald Diddy Lawrence, who also played a role in one murder, along with a man named Hakeem Hack Lester.
2: In this particular case, we actually do know a lot about two of the victims, so we're going to share the details of their lives with you as well. Michael, or Mike Mucciaki, was Black. He was born May fifth, 1982, in Jersey City, New Jersey, as a student of Marist High School in Bayonne, New Jersey, Mike participated in the chess and art club in addition to playing for the football and bowling teams.
1: Wow. Very active, involved. Yeah. Diverse set of activities is
2: the name of the, I guess that's what we're going to have to call this
1: episode. Diverse murders, (laughs) diversity in murder, uh, by, um, (laughs) this has been (laughs) diversity in murder. Um, I was, Can't remember what I was gonna say, uh. But oh, but that's a lot of activities to keep you out of trouble. Like you, you would be really busy, too busy for, you know, to to get get into
2: trouble. trouble. Yeah.
1: Um. Mike's love for math, science, and technology in high school was the motivation for his decision to enroll at the New Jersey Institute of Technology and major in computer science. That is smart. Yeah. Uh, His good grades throughout high school led to
2: his acceptance in the Albert Dorman Honors College his freshman year. In the fall of two thousand and one. Mike joined Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity, which is the first intercollegiate Greek letter fraternity established for black men. And he was voted chapter president after one year. Wow. Yeah. Very accomplished. We see you, Mike. (laughs) He would later become the assistant district director for the state of New Jersey, representing all undergraduate chapters. Wow. Wow. He was Um, something. He yeah he really was woo um
1: a real a real catch a real uh, yeah. diamond uh, yeah. so nota- notable Alpha Phi Alpha members include comedian and activist Dick Gregory and musician Donny Hathaway uh, in addition to his work with the fraternity Mike participated in many community service activities such as the March of Dimes in Newark New Jersey and numerous voter registration drives
2: Mike began his professional career at Singular Wireless in Parameter. New Jersey, working with multiple cell phone technologies. He then took a position at Antenna Software in Jersey City, where he worked on mobile device software.
1: Nia Hawk, a Black woman, was born on May 6, 1984, in Hamilton, New Jersey, and was raised by a single mother. She attended North Nottingham High School in Hamilton, where she became active in a variety of extracurricular activities. She participated in the marching band and the softball team, peer leadership programs, a minority mentoring program the step team hello and
2: the latin club also very diverse yeah yes in the fall of 2002 nia enrolled at the college of new jersey to pursue her bachelor's degree while majoring in interactive media, she was involved in a variety of organizations such as the Black Student Union, the National Society of Black Engineers, and Minority Association of Pre-Med Students. Wow, yeah. I mean, this these these
1: are like the upper echelon of like <laughs> black people. Like these
2: people, these are what yeah, W. E. B. Du calls people. like the
1: talent. <laughs> yeah, the talented tenth. Like the, these are the yeah. cream of the crop.
2: Definitely.
1: Um. In addition to her school-related activities, Nia also made time for community-based initiatives such as assisting in clothing drives at the Martin Center and helped local organizations build home for the less fortunate in Trenton, New Jersey.
2: Nia graduated from the College of New Jersey in 2002 and was an associate producer at Nickelodeon. She had also begun working on obtaining her master's degree in business administration from Kaplan University.
1: Nia and Mike met in college through Greek Life.
2: Mike of Alpha of Phi Alpha
1: and Nia, an AKA and Alpha Kappa Alpha, which is the first intercollegiate African American sorority founded at Howard University uh, in Washington, D.C. And by the way, Kamala Harris is an AKA. Now, oh, wow. they. Mm-hmm. They met at one of Mike's fraternities events and became engaged in December 2009, planning to marry the following April.
2: Mike was raised Christian and Nia was raised Muslim, but family members said that religious differences never interfered with their love for each other. Nia's uncle, Hussein Haq, said, quote, they were such well-grounded individuals, their different religions didn't even come up. It was their personal decision to be together, unquote.
1: I just think it's so beautiful how like amazing they were as individuals and how they just came together. Found it's each like other. Yeah. it's like a in, is that a word diversity a diverse union yeah. of two diverse
2: people. Diverse I just, people. I'm like
1: yeah. I want the story to end there, but it, yeah. doesn't. it doesn't. So doesn't. now we're yeah. gonna get into the timeline. So in January of 2010, Shaquan Bellamy had an arrest warrant issued for him for violating the terms of his parole. If you recall, he'd been released from jail on drug charges the previous October. A few days later, on February 2nd, 2010, at around 4 a.m., the bodies of cousin Maliek Richardson, 17, and Lester Bleak, Thompson, 26, were found sprawled on a sidewalk face down at the corner of Woodlawn Avenue and Corcoran Street in Jersey City.
2: Both of the young men had been shot numerous times and both had been shot in the head. According to police, the victims had been lured to the scene where they were robbed of money, drugs, and a cell phone.
1: The two cousins had been very close. Lester was the father of three with a very large extended family. Malik lived with his mother and sister and had a baby daughter. Malik left his home on Van Norstrand Avenue at around 10.45 p.m. to go to the store and told his mother, Lakeisha, that he would be right back.
2: Malik later called his girlfriend, who was staying with the family that night, and said he was at a recording studio and would be home around 5 a.m., LaKeisha Richardson described her son Malik as a good person and a loving father.
1: On Saturday, February sixth, Hakeem Hack Lester. Oh my gosh! So this is like we're recording this on February seventh. I'm just that the date oh, yeah. is striking me. Yeah. Um. So on February sixth, Hakeem Hack Lester, 21, was arrested for the murders. We're not sure how he was traced to the murders. Um. But the next day, Ronald Diddy Lawrence, 21, went to the police station voluntarily after he heard from a family member that the police wanted to question him.
2: Lawrence's younger sister, Darmelia Lawrence, 19, and his pregnant girlfriend, Crystal Caldwell, 28, both claimed that Lawrence was with them at the time of the fatal shooting. Darmelia Lawrence said, quote, he turned himself in because he did nothing wrong. He wants to take the lie detector test to prove it, unquote. Both men were charged with two counts of felony murder, armed robbery, and weapons possession.
1: Oh gosh, yeah, Uh, this. I feel like this should be a lesson. Don't ever go to the police station to turn yourself yourself in in. without, (laughs) especially without representation, without an attorney. Without an attorney, even if you didn't do anything wrong, especially if you didn't do anything wrong, Um, and if they pick you up. To question you, you don't have to answer any of their questions yeah, without a lawyer. Yes. So um, shut and, that
2: but, I, down and
1: just get an sh- shut it down. Um, police were looking for a third man, but Shaquan Bellamy did not come up as a suspect. Even though the homicides occur- occurred shortly after Shaquan Bellamy had a warrant put out for his arrest, Bellamy had been convicted of drug charges. Nothing violent, and he was not considered a violent offender, so he was off their
2: radar. On March 27, 2010, Lamont Wright, 20, was shot once in the back while walking his girlfriend to a car around 6 a.m. on Clerk Street near Myrtle Avenue. There was no interaction, no conversation. An armed man simply walked up to Lamont and delivered a fatal shotgun blast into his back. No robbery, though. No, nothing. Wow.
1: That that's terrifying. Yeah. I think that's a worst nightmare. That's on a lot of people's worst nightmare worst list. I right? Yeah, um, yeah. So Wright had been working on getting his license to become a security guard in New York City and often babysat his three-year-old cousin. He was described as outgoing and funny, and he loved playing basketball.
2: On Saturday, April 3rd, while LaTanya Bellamy was home from college for spring break, she, Shaquan, and Darmelia Lawrence went out together to party. Late in the early evening, early morning, they ended up at Shaquan's apartment, which he shared with Charmaine Cece Panero. Cece was there at the time, as was LaTanya's boyfriend, Jermaine Chambers, and a woman named Wajira Rush.
1: Shaquan brought out some guns, and LaTanya commented that she wanted to know what it was like to shoot a gun. Then, according to Darmelia Lawrence, LaTanya and Shaquan talked about wanting to rob people. Um... There's a lot of spring break activities. Uh, these <laughs> people have doesn't never really... come no. up. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> around two thirty a.m., Shaquan Latanya and Darmelia Lawrence went outside with a shotgun and a pistol and started walking around. They're just walking around, walking with around. These
2: weapons, yes, as you uh,
1: do, as one does. Shaquan was carrying the shotgun, which was hidden on the inside of his camouflage jacket, and
2: Latanya had the nine millimeter pistol, which was hidden in her coat pocket. That same evening, starting at about 7.30 p.m., Nia and Mike were celebrating their engagement with friends and family at Delta's, a soul food restaurant where they and about 15 of their closest friends indulged in catfish, stuffed pork chops, and other offerings, which sounds uh, delicious.
1: Yeah, no, when I, I was reading through the script <laughs> like, <laughs> last week, w- and I was like, ooh, that
2: my mouth is good. watering yeah. as I'm preparing oh, for the show. Oh, you need to find a soul food restaurant for us to go to when We're... I come visit you. I'm already on it. <laughs> okay, Don't cool, cool, you cool. worry.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> so at about 10 p.m. that evening, they moved on to a larger gathering. At speaking of restaurants, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> that's Wait a minute. <laughs> so everybody here is sweet tea. Sweet tea. And Coke yeah. products everywhere. Right, and right. so I, I had like my first authentic glass of Southern sweet tea. Sweet tea. <laughs> and I, after one sip, was sure I had diabetes. Yeah I, yeah. I had to ask for an extra cup of water and I Oh, my gosh. To, to water it down because I don't everybody's been so nice we've been like we're new here and so they're like oh you gotta try the sweet tea the sweet tea uh, Yeah. so anyway so I try, I had authentic <laughs> sweet tea and uh it was delicious it was just too sweet I'm sorry too sweet. Yeah. anyway <laughs> uh, it's nothing to do with New Jersey I'm sorry so at about 10 p.m that evening um they moved on to a larger gathering at Pearl a club and lounge for dancing and celebrating Afterward, a group of them were planning on going to a diner. But Mike and Nia begged off, uh, saying that they just wanted to call it a night and go home. Netflix and chill, you know.
2: Yeah. At about 2.30 a.m. on Easter Sunday, April 4th, 2010, Amanda Muchioki, Mike's sister, heard a car pull up in front of her Jersey City home where she lived with her brother and Nia. Nia and Mike had just arrived home from their engagement party. Nia was getting out of the driver's side of the car and Mike was getting out of the passenger's side when, according to Darmelia, both LaTanya and Shaquan stepped out in front of the SUV.
1: Shaquan displayed his shotgun, which one account said he nicknamed Shoddy. Real classy, shit quad, real classy. (laughs) You know what? Uh, Minnie, our writer, and I agree, has decided we are going to nickname you Shitty for the rest of the episode. You like that? Anyway, Shitty showed them his sawed-off substitute penis, I mean shotgun, and demanded the car keys. Then ordered Nia and Mike to the ground
2: after Nia had given him the keys. Amanda heard a male voice say, get out of the car. And that was followed by a loud bang. She looked out the window but could not identify the people outside. As Amanda ran to another room to get her cell phone to call 911, she heard three more loud bangs that happened about 10 to 15 seconds after the first big bang.
1: Nia and Mike had both been shot twice in the head. The murderers got into Nia and Mike's car, intending to steal it, but were unable to because of a steering lock. So instead, they stole the gift cards, all the presents from their engagement party, and personal belongings that were in the car. So Fucking terrible. Uh, As a final violation, there's more. They stole Nia's engagement ring. They then fled on foot together back to Shitty's apartment.
2: While they ran, Shitty discarded the wallets, which contained credit cards, driver's licenses, and a cell phone, but gave Latanya Bellamy some cash taken from the victims. The discarded items were located by police in their search of the crime scene or were later turned over to police by a neighborhood resident.
1: Wajira Rush later testified at Trial at Shitty returned a short time after 3 a.m., out of breath, and along with the shotgun, had in his possession some credit and identification cards and a ring, which he, quote, threw on the dresser, unquote. Um, so now we're going to get into the investigation and arrest.
2: What do you got, Beth? After calling 911, Amanda remained out of sight because she feared someone would enter the home. When police arrived approximately five minutes later, Amanda went outside and saw the bodies of Mike and Nia lying on the ground near Nia's black SUV. Oh.
0: Ohio is a land of mystery. From missing shipwrecks and lost treasure beneath her surface to strange phenomenon slicing through her skies. From myths that have evolved around historic events and people, to the unsolved murders and disappearances that keep her communities wondering what happened. Find Ohio Mysteries on your favorite podcast app, and let's explore the inexplicable. OhioMysteries.com We're just a group of friends, trying to bust each other's balls, find the best stories, and expand the circle in the process. 3AM, the comedy horror podcast, not for the faint or fragile of heart. Let's go. I'm an American vigilante. I have a question for you.
1: Another neighbor, after she heard a loud boom, ran to her second floor window to see three individuals, one black male wearing a camouflage jacket and two black females by a black SUV. The witness headed back to bed, but then heard three other pops, which she knew were gunshots. She then called the police. She looked out the window again to see
2: the three individuals get out of the SUV and run down the street. Police called it a robbery and botched carjacking. Friends who described the couple as popular, positive people without enemies said they were stunned that anyone would harm them. Colleen Bembry, who attended college with Mike, said, quote, Mike always made you laugh, and he was always smiling. There are times when I was down, and he knew how to pick me up. He knew how to be a friend, and he was just a good person. Nia, the same thing with her. She had the biggest smile ever, unquote.
1: You know, reading about um, Nia and Mike kind of made me think of like Barack and Michelle. Yeah, like they were like that, and it's uh, can you imagine? Like the whole community would be like, God, like just broken. Um, yeah. So it was difficult to pin down the exact sequence of the events in the early investigation from the information that was available. But this is our best interpretation of the sequence. If you have direct knowledge of the investigation and have some corrections to offer, please, by all means, we would love to hear them.
2: Yeah investigators at first had very little to go on to catch the perpetrators other than a fingerprint that was found inside Mike and Nia's car. And from what we can tell, the first break came in the identification of that fingerprint, although we're unclear how that happened, how they, they matched the fingerprint to a suspect.
1: In any case, Darmilia Lawrence's fingerprints matched with the one identified inside Nia's SUV. So she was brought in for questioning. In the course of Lawrence's interview, she spilled the tea and Latanya Bellamy was asked to come in for questioning as well, which she did voluntarily.
2: During the interview, Bellamy told investigators that she and Lawrence had been at a party where she had had a drink and taken ecstasy. Doing doing. <laughs> <laughs> she said that from there, she Shitty and Lawrence went to Shitty's apartment, where he—I t- know—it's <laughs> really funny it's to hear you. Say. Shitty. <laughs> they went to Shitty's apartment, <laughs> where he took out a sawed-off shotgun and a nine-millimeter handgun. <laughs> oh, jeez! Bellamy yeah. then told Shitty that she always wanted to shoot a gun. Oh, this party.
1: Oh man, yeah. Uh so on the tape of the interview, Bellamy first says the victims were robbed and Shitty killed the couple using both guns, but later she admitted to firing the handgun twice and said uh the rounds may have hit the victims. That's not how that works. Yeah. She shot the, <laughs> she shot the handgun twice and said the rounds may have hit the victims. Wow.
2: It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As it turned out, they didn't need to go far to find Shitty to bring him in for questioning because he was already in custody. He'd been Mm. picked up separately on April 6, 2010 on the warrant issued back in January for violating his parole. Shocking! Uh Shitty was being Shitty. Inconceivable!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my So on uh, searching his apartment, police found a bloody camouflage jacket in a closet and a sawed off shotgun that had been hidden in the attic of his apartment. These items linked him to the killing as Nia's blood DNA was found on the jacket and Mike's blood DNA was found on both the jacket and the inside barrel of the shotgun. They also found Nia's engagement ring in his apartment.
2: On the date of Mike Mucciaki's funeral on April 10th, 2010, Darmelia, Lawrence, LaTanya, Bellamy, and Chitty Bellamy were each <laughs> charged with felony murder, armed robbery, and weapons offenses. All three were 19 years old at the time. That is um, just... It,
1: it, it. I'm glad they got the people, but man, right. for kids to go out to be and doing make this. such yeah. r- um, horrendous decisions. yeah. Um, so Mike's family gave a standing ovation at the funeral when they heard news of the arrests. Nia Hak would later be buried alongside Mike since they had planned to marry. Nia's family bought her another engagement ring to wear when she was buried as their murderers had stolen the original engagement ring and once found it was needed for evidence. So um, speaking of evidence, now we're going to get into the trial. <laughs> what the what, Beth?
2: <laughs> Darmelia Lawrence, Latanya Bellamy, and Shitty Bellamy all pleaded not guilty to the charges. Shitty was also charged. <laughs> it's funny every time. Shitty yeah. was also charged in the February 2nd felony murders of cousins Malik Richardson and Lester Bleak-Thompson, who prosecutors say he set up and then robbed of cash, cell phones, and drugs. He was charged along with Hack Lester and Diddy Lawrence, Darmiela Lawrence's brother.
1: I was wondering when they found out <laughs> that Shaquan killed other people, like their head like whipped over real fast. What? Like, yeah. what the, what <laughs> the what? fuck are you? did this before I thought we were, what? So anyway, additional, additionally, Shitty was charged with shooting and killing Lamont Wright, 20, on March 27th, 2010. According to Hudson County Prosecutor Edward DeFazio, the incident did not involve robbery or an altercation. Shitty Bellamy just shot Lamont Wright a stranger in the back as he walked, as he walked his girlfriend to her car for no fucking reason. Yeah. Now, that really is exceptionally shitty. Uh, great <laughs> job being shitty. This is the shittiest of shitty shit shits.
2: Congrats. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> Each of the accused was to be tried separately, but prior to trial in 2012, Darmelia Lawrence arranged a plea deal in which she agreed to testify at Shitty's trial in exchange for a lesser charge for herself. She hadn't actually fired any guns during the crime, but was willing to testify as to who had I mean again when when anybody who got tied to Shaquan
1: found out that he did this before like yeah what I am not going down yeah, for I'm not going down for this, this. I yeah. mean I may have you know I again she didn't shoot anybody um but you know
2: <laughs> it yeah. changes
1: things Thanks, when yeah. you realize that somebody who you just jumped off a bridge with you guys are all thinking this is the first time you jumped off the bridge and he's been jumping off Bridges, bridges
2: for, for years
1: for yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway according to lawrence uh shitty forced nia and mike to the ground after taking their car keys shitty then shot mike in the back of the head with the 12 gauge shotgun and Latanya shot nia twice and mike once with the nine millimeter handgun
2: when asked why she didn't call the police following the incident lawrence said quote i tried to call the police but he caught me i was scared He told me if anything happened, he would be out to get my mother and my children, unquote. Mm.
1: Lawrence was sentenced to 20 years in prison for each of the murders, but the judge noted her cooperation and said there was no evidence she was armed or participated in any of the assaults. He sentenced her to serve the terms concurrently.
2: Latanya Bellamy's trial began in June of 2012. On June 13th, Bellamy testified that she hadn't shot anyone. She admitted to telling Shitty before they left the apartment that she wanted to fire a gun, but said she thought that they were only going to shoot the gun in the air or possibly at some cans, but admitted that she had a gut feeling that, quote, something was going to happen, unquote. When asked why she did not turn around or stop what she was doing, she replied, quote, because that's my cousin
1: and I wanted to go with him. He's like my brother, unquote. But she said that she did not willingly participate in the crimes and it was not her intention to shoot at anyone when they went outside.
2: She testified that the three of them took a walk, Shitty carrying the shotgun and her carrying the 9mm handgun, when they came across Nia and Mike getting out of their car. Bellamy said that Shitty ordered the couple to the ground and fired a shotgun blast at Mike's head. She said Shitty then turned to her and said, quote, You want to shoot a fucking gun? Shoot the fucking gun. Unquote. Oh, well. Wow. Uh, when she testified that if she
1: had had the chance to run, she would have. She said that she was paralyzed with fear, afraid that shitty would kill her if she didn't do what he wanted. So she fired the handgun at the ground away from Nia and Mike. After that, she said shitty took the handgun from her and shot Nia.
2: This testimony differed from what she said during an interview before her arrest when she told investigators she would fired the gun into the air and at the ground and that the shots may have hit the victims.
1: OK. Yeah,
2: that is a little different. But yeah. I
1: can see why she maybe why she might have described it that way. Right. I mean, yeah. we talk about how our memory um, kind of isn't always accurate. Maybe that's how she remembered it at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, the story is still the same. She didn't shoot anybody. That's what she says. Yeah. That's, what, yes. she that's um, what she says. That's what she says. So that's yeah, that, <laughs> So <laughs> under cross-examination, Hudson County Assistant Prosecutor Michael DeDrea questioned Bellamy on inconsistencies in her statements about whether she had shot the handgun toward or away from Mike and Nia. He asked, were you lying then
2: or are you lying now? Bellamy said, quote, I was lying then, unquote. She claimed the inconsistencies were because she was tired when interviewed by homicide detectives and was just trying to get the process completed. She noted that she had voluntarily gone to speak to investigators and had simply attempted to tell the truth. She stated that she was afraid of what shitty might do to her, that he kept her from leaving and that he
1: made her accept the victim's stolen money from him, which came to something like $40. That's right. uh, she said, yeah, she said she was afraid that if she didn't take the money, Shitty would think she was going to go to the police and then would kill her because of that.
2: A family member and four friends were called as character witnesses who said that Bellamy had a reputation for being honest and truthful. The jury also heard testimony from the county medical examiner. An autopsy of Mike's body demonstrated he died from a near-contact shotgun wound to his head and a gunshot wound to his buttocks, delivered from a distance greater than 18 inches.
1: An autopsy of Nia's body revealed she died from gunshots from a distance greater than 18 inches to the back of her head and her left thigh that appeared to have hit the pavement before entering her body, Ricochet? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that could happen, like, for yeah. real.
2: Oh, yeah, for wow. real. Yep. Wow. In his closing argument, Hudson County Assistant Prosecutor Mike D'Andrea said that Bellamy may not have fired the first shot, but she, quote, finished the job, unquote. Mm-hmm. While the jury deliberated, Bellamy's mother, Tiffany, told a reporter that a family member of one of the victims told her that she does not blame LaTanya for the murders. Tiffany said that the family member told her the blame lies with one of the two others accused of the murders.
1: Tiffany said she has no idea how her daughter could have been caught up in something as heinous as this. She said her daughter was attending Felician College in Lodi at the time and home on spring break when the killings occurred. She also said that she was hopeful her daughter would not be convicted in the murders.
2: Tiffany said, quote, she had a plan. We had a plan. But she let her love for someone blind her. A person who really loved you wouldn't pull you in. I love my Mm. daughter with all my heart. And if I could trade places with her so she could continue her life, I would. I want everyone to know that I am here for her. A mother's love will never fade, unquote.
1: I I really feel like that
2: mother's words are very
1: wise in this situation. Um, I wish... I had understood when I was younger that if somebody really loves you or if somebody's really your friend they're not going to make you do stupid something like, or this. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like this yeah like this and um, also I just really just think that those words a mother's love will never fade no matter what even though yeah. she did something really really terrible yeah um, she still loves her you can, yeah a mother will still love uh, their their child uh, so this seems a little extra considering that Latanya had spent years in the care and or custody oh that's right (laughs) of the division i forgot of child protection and permanency in new jersey or maybe this is just tiffany's feelings of guilt from that time spilling over Hmm.
2: yeah Yeah. i mean you can love your kid and and not be able to take care of them you know yes that's possible she was struggling with uh, drug addiction or something like that
1: It is possible. It is also possible, just devil's advocate, um, most of the children in the system are black and brown because the system is mostly run by white people who find it easier to remove children from their parents and see uh, black and brown parenting as faulty or wrong. Right, Um, right. Uh, just because it is a black body doing it or a brown right, body doing right. it, um, yeah. whether there's drugs involved or not, we don't know. Right. But I'm just saying that is an aspect of child services um, that yeah. w- deserves to be brought up. Anyway, that sucks. I'll shut.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On June 21st, 2012, the jury had deliberated less than a full day before finding Bellamy guilty of the felony murder of Nia and Mike. Robbery, carjacking, and four weapons offenses. The jury found her guilty of firing the bullet removed from Nia's brain. Bellamy showed no emotion when the verdict was rendered. Seated behind her, her mother Tiffany held her face in her hands and wept.
1: Mm. Bellamy's sentencing was postponed twice, but she was finally sentenced on February 8th, 2013 to life plus 30 years. It was ordered that she must serve 93 years before being eligible for parole. Mike Muccioki's mother, Sandra, spoke at the hearing, saying that Nia and Mike were exemplary young people who grew up in the same city as Latanya Bellamy, but had made good choices.
2: She said, quote, Nia and Mike went to school, established careers. They found each other. They got engaged. They were looking for where to get married. One night that was stolen from them, from their families, from their friends. The impact of that is impossible to express, unquote.
1: Mm. Yeah, uh, at the hearing the prosecutor told Judge Paul De Pascal that for Bellamy dying in prison quote is much better than she deserves and I wish her a long life in prison. There is no remorse, there is nothing except the blood of two young people on her hands unquote.
2: Nia's uncle, Hussein Hack, became tearful when he spoke to Judge De Pascale of his murdered niece. quote I just hope that you take into your consideration that hundreds, thousands of people's lives have changed because of her actions. My niece was doing an awesome job of being a decent citizen of these United States. They took her life because of mere stupidity, unquote.
1: A lot of adults in the room saying really um, great, like poignant things. Yeah, um, really poignant. Yeah. At sentencing, the judge said, I have never before been exposed to such a deviant and senseless act. This defendant does not possess normal impulse control and is capable of extreme violence. And if released, it is highly likely she will offend again, unquote.
2: Shitty Bellamy was tried <laughs> twice. The first <laughs> the first trial ending in mistrial. After his second trial on September 19th, 2013, he was found guilty on all charges. He showed no remorse when the verdicts were read, shook his head as the guilty verdict was read over and over, and in fact punched the defense table several times and shouted, Fuck man. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um. Noted, but you did. <laughs> okay.
1: So, uh, by, uh, so the judge told Shitty to calm down or be escorted out. Defense attorney Michael Rubus attempted to talk to his client, but Shitty continued shouting expletives before he was escorted out of the courtroom by five Hudson County sheriff's officers. Wow.
2: Wow. Five for one.
1: Yeah. Nineteen-year-old.
2: Yep. <laughs> wow. Through both his first mistrial and through his second trial, Nia and Mike's families watched performing what they called their duty to watch him be brought to justice. Mike's mother, Sandra Muchioki, said, quote, it's about a duty we had to our children. And now that duty is done to make sure that people who took their lives away were put away, unquote.
1: Nia's mother, Majida Haq, said after the verdict was pronounced that she believes that Nia and Mike's story will never be over. She said, quote, there's never going to be a conclusion. I've been basically in a life coma. Nia was my only child, unquote. Sandra Mucioki added, yeah, quote, that was our future. I can't walk into a baby clothes section of any store. We all had our plans and they were meant to be something special, unquote.
2: That is really sad. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mike's sister Amanda, who testified during Latanya Bellamy's trial, as well as both of Shitty's trials, and still lives in the area, reflected on the happier memories she shared with the couple. She said, quote, I have so many better memories of them at that house. I'd be upstairs playing with their puppy or watching Mm. Nia play Guitar Hero or watching (laughs) them argue over Twilight. (laughs) 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 The scene and the event is hard on me, but I took everything at that house to be good stuff that we did together. Unquote.
1: Mm. Wow. That's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're going to get into where are they now? Well, Shitty Bellamy was sentenced to 146 years in prison, and he is still incarcerated at the New Jersey State Prison to this day. He did appeal based on the fact that after his trial, his attorney started dating a female police officer involved in the case. But that Ooh. appeal was dismissed, and the happy couple is now married. Oh. His current parole, that is wild, his yeah. current parole eligibility, Date is September 23rd. Get ready. 2154. Wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
2: <laughs> Darmelia Lawrence is incarcerated at the Edna Mann Correctional Facility in New Jersey. She will become eligible for parole in 2027. Latanya Bellamy is also incarcerated at the Edna Mann Correctional Facility. Her current parole eligibility date is October 6, 2075. If she lives long enough to see that date, she'll be 85 years old.
1: Wasn't there am am i missing something weren't there two gentlemen who were um picked picked up who went to the police officers who went to the police station who were picked up and Uh, did they ever
2: get out i don't know what happened to them okay yeah sorry that's okay i was just wondering um
1: that part of the story made me upset yeah um well i hope um that they were released um Anybody's got any details on that, let us know. Um, eighty-five years old. So but but Latanya Bellamy successfully challenged her sentencing, and in twenty twenty one she was granted a new resentencing hearing, though, as far as we know, the date of that has not been set yet. The basis of her appeal is that the judge in her case denied her request for access to her Division of Child Protection and Permanency records. Might have, might have paid a part in her um, case. The records would show that Bellamy spent years in the care and or custody of DCPP and some years in the care and custody of a family member who sexually abused her. Could have been used to argue for a more lenient sentence. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Me still maintains that she did not fatally shoot either Mike or Nia. She still says that she fired the gun into the air and at the ground, but she does not believe that she struck either one. It kind of sounds like she's in denial. I mean, uh, she did say she was doing drugs that That's night. That's right. <laughs> was in shock and very afraid. So I'm not sure how great her memory of the events might be like you were talking about yeah it might be that she's just unwilling to accept that she killed someone she might Mm -hmm. also be trying to protect her mom tiffany from the truth uh, because her mom also seemed to be in denial at the time of the trial as well or uh, possibly unable emotionally to accept what her daughter had done
1: um but she has until 2000 75 75. to work it out. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, so Nia and Mike are buried side by side at Rosedale and Rose Hill Cemetery in Linden. They are remembered through the Love Mike Nia Foundation, a nonprofit organization created in memory of Michael Mukjoki and Nia Hawk. The foundation provides monetary scholarships to college students who possess similar characteristics and goals as Mike and Nia. That's dope. Um, if you would like to make a donation to support the foundation, there is information on their website, as to how to do so. They also have social media links on their website if you'd like to connect with them. Again, that's uh, Love Mike Nia Foundation. That's pretty tight. Yeah. So now we're going to get into our takeaways. So, uh, Minnie also shared her thoughts. So... I did not share mine, so I'm going to read Minnie's, okay? Um, So this is what our writer Minnie has to say. What do you think? Is LaTanya in denial of what she did or maybe lying? Or do you think it's possible that she's telling the truth? If she's telling the truth and she did fire the gun but didn't hit anyone, is she equally guilty because of her dangerous behavior or... If she did directly shoot Nia and Mike, but was bullied into it, if you're bullied into committing murder, are you equally as guilty as if you had voluntarily chosen to do it? I don't know. But she's yeah, this is what said. let me just leave it out there. Very good questions. Um, yeah. If you want to know what it's like to fire a gun, I don't know maybe go to a firing range where (laughs) it's one hell of a lot safer to do so. And way likely that you won't either accidentally or on purpose murder somebody. Yeah. Hey, as Nia's mom pointed out after the trial, maybe sign up for the military. There's a lot of options out there that didn't involve firing a weapon very close to or directly at a lovely recently engaged couple sign mini yeah. okay uh my drop <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey, wow mini yes yeah. bars Good i point. yeah lots of points lots of great yeah. points and great questions i'm pondering yeah. right now
2: <laughs> so it, to me it's hard to say exactly what motivated sh- shitty bellamy since okay. we, <laughs> i know every time <laughs> i say shitty you laugh <laughs> i do I, lo- I, I don't know why i'm sorry <laughs> because because i'm a nice white lady
1: Oh, it's like, I didn't know angels could talk like that.
2: (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) I don't know what motivated him since we don't know anything about his early life. And, uh, you know, he was described by a neighbor as quiet. And yet yeah. he committed these unspeakable acts. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were to guess, I'd say he had some internal rage that he kept bottled up inside. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was starting to erupt. Yeah. And about what? Again, I can only guess. Um, yeah. And then he was also in prison the year before the murders started. And I think mm-hmm. that's very possible that that played a factor as well, because yeah. I think prison fucks people up
1: <laughs> i have no doubt and again those drug charges are so many black young black people are in prison to this day because of trumped up drug drug charges. Yeah. Um, they might've had very little on them um, and there wasn't really an intent to distribute, but the police um, made it, made it seem that way or, right. um, you know, it, it, or there's just so
2: harsher many penalties than um, uh, white penalties.
1: Right. Yeah. And the, that penalty in prison, as you said, could have been what, what the nail in the coffin that really damaged really, him.
2: Yeah, because yeah. the the murder started after he was released from prison. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. In regard to Latanya Bellamy, I think there were a few factors at play. Uh, she had a traumatizing childhood, yet mm-hmm. she was described as a good girl who got good grades and was rarely in any trouble. People um, pleaser. Hey. Yeah, people pleaser. Yeah, which is You're not right. a good
1: thing for a woman to be. Right. Yeah. Because it also ended up getting her into trouble.
2: Right. If if what she said is true, that she was bullied. And I I think it probably was true. Mm -hmm. Um, She expressed that she wanted to try shooting a gun. Maybe she just wanted to see what it would be like to be bad for a second. Uh Um, She'd been out partying all night, drinking and doing Doing drugs. drugs. (laughs) So her inhibitions were lowered. Yeah. Uh, Pair that with uh, Shaquan egging her on, um, maybe bullying her. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like she got sucked into something that she didn't realize the ramifications of until she was right in the middle of it. And to me, it sounds like she did sign up for a robbery, but Mm -hmm. maybe not a murder. But once she was in it, she didn't feel like she could back out. Yeah. And I, I read some comments where people pointed out that she had a gun. And so could have just shot Shaquan if she was afraid of him. But she said he was like a brother to her. And uh, that's easier said than done. If you're in that situation and your brother or your cousin who is like a brother is um, saying, you know, shoot this. The choice is you shoot somebody you don't know or you shoot your brother. You're going to shoot somebody you don't know, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. If she was afraid, just I, 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 who was, who was making those comments and what, what do they know?
2: (laughs) And I I also wanted to to say that I'm not excusing her. Yeah, uh, just trying to look at it from her perspective. Same. Yeah. yeah, I
1: feel like if, as somebody who was a people pleaser, it would have been. I feel like she was just in in an impossible
2: situation. All of the yeah. choices are bad. bad. Um Yeah. Yeah. I wish she had never done. You know. Gone I wish out she had just.
1: Night. I mean, <laughs> not home. You, Netflix you know what? and chill. Here is what know? you do on spring break. You go home. And you sit on the couch by yourself and read books like me, and, and, watch, and watch TV. Watch TV. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And do your laundry. Do your laundry.
2: <laughs> Catch up on some sleep. Maybe, maybe look at those assignments that are a few due. Girlfriends, but I'm you know, go get coffee or something. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, totally get this. That she probably did seem like a good girl, and when the opportunity came, I'm, I'm just thinking from, from a good girl perspective. Th- opportunity Mm -hmm. to like you know drink a little bit break break the rules a little bit like you know just kind of testing the waters that boy oh boy you find out those waters are frigid yeah very deep
2: yes yeah
1: yeah so i just um i i i agree um with everything that you and minnie said i feel really really bad for the victims again because um they And I'm talking Nia and Mike. um, I'm talking the people who were lured, the men who were lured um, and shot and robbed. um, The random person who was shot for no
2: fucking reason. Lamont Wright, Malika Richardson, and uh, Bleak Thompson. Yeah. Thank
1: you. And then those two men who went in to the police station to just answer questions. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if they were in prison to this day, just given how fucked up our system is. Yeah. Even though they really did not do anything. Actually, um, I don't and... know if they did or not.
2: So that well, wasn't clear. They didn't that kill. Wasn't clear. Really? Yeah. I, okay. And from the stories, but okay. You know, the media is reporting what the cops are telling us. So I don't know. Right. Um, right. The story is that all three of them killed the f- first two guys. But I, I don't know. See. I don't know. But, okay, yeah. I guess we don't, we don't know. We don't um,
1: know. And I guess we don't know what happened to them
2: since. No, but, we don't. I um, didn't find any information about that.
1: So let's just leave it at, I'm curious about that. Um, But as far as the victims that we do know, it, it's just it, it, so tragic because it's so random. And that's yeah. what makes this story really terrifying yeah like does, from a cons- like a true crime um but person who's interested in true crime this is this is uh, again on the worst nightmare list so yes yes uh, <laughs> um all right well um that's it for our takes now we're gonna get into how not to get murdered so if you love true crime and you don't want to die
0: Here's a tip for you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This segment is not intended to be victim blaming. We thought of this segment because I read somewhere that a lot of people listen to true crime because they want to know what they can do to be safer. This is not meant to blame the victims, it's just learning from other people's experiences.
1: So, this comes from our fruity V. Brannon on IG. Um, And it's a hotel safety travel tip. After a viral tweet thread, by Maya Angelique, a black woman whose hotel room was breached while she was like in her room after she had locked the doors behind her and she used the hotel privacy latch, which ended up saving her life. Um, It's, it looks useless, but it's that bookend looking thing on the door. And you're like, what's this going to gonna do? But it will stop the whole door from opening. If all yeah, if like yeah. the locks are jammed or somebody, you know, has a, fo- a fob that can get in your room who isn't supposed to have a fob right. to get in your room when you don't want them there. Um, and as you can never be too safe, um, you can also buy, you know, you don't have to necessarily go with what the hotel has. If you travel a lot, you can buy your own portable door locks and jams. Um, um, and they are uh, can be used anywhere your home your dorm hotel rooms um and you can get them online if i knew about more places um, to buy things besides Amazon, because I'm not out here trying to line Bezos's pockets.
2: Yeah. Um, so he but can that's take more yeah. trips to the upper so atmosphere, go to the upper and sky. buy more mega yachts, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for his
1: big ass ego. Now, I'm not here to do that, but you know, if you if you know of any other online re- retail, yeah, yeah,
2: you can at least look and yeah. get ideas, and then Google it.
1: Yes. So um, portable locks um, is a safety tip. Right on. Well, now it's shout out time. We shout out any content by or about any people of color, marginalized, othered, underrepresented groups of folks. um, Again, by or about any of them or any true crime goodies. Y'all, me and Beth were like messaging with each other. We haven't seen each other in person, but <laughs> yeah. we have seen each other on the internet. Yeah. Murderville, girl, yes. on yes. Netflix. it's Binge very the whole funny. thing. Even old Whitey, because he doesn't like
2: my murder shows.
1: But he, yeah, and but I, this isn't
2: really a murder he, show. <laughs> he,
1: it was so funny. I was yeah. laughing so hard. I peed my <laughs> pants. And it was so funny. The improv was so good because yeah. my son wants to be a comic um right and so um improv is a really good outlet for especially for kids so uh, we i i let my kids watch it just so they could see what how fun what? and funny improv can improv, be yeah. <laughs> so it stars will arnett and each week he has a different guest detective trainee on the show they solve a murder but the guest has no idea what the case is about because they have not seen the script and it right. really is improv at its finest. It has an incredibly diverse cast, and it is fucking hilarious. very funny, yeah. Pee your pants hilarious. (laughs) Get an extra pair of underwears. Also, I wanted to shout out a Black book that I'm reading, because it is Black History Month, and um, the author is Imani Perry is the author and the book is called South to America, a journey below the Mason Dixon line to understand the soul of a nation. Mm. And it's about her return to the South. And I've been reading it because I also kind of want to learn more about where I am. Right. right. (laughs) And it, it helped her understand America better. The South can be basically the whole premise of the book is the South can and is misunderstood. But she breaks down the the American South and how even if you've never been before, everybody has an idea about it. Right? right right but there is no america without the south the good the bad and the ugly and um it is just a really uh, it's just a bunch of um stories about her trips to the south people she meets conversations she throws in stats facts figures there's lots of conversations about hip-hop it's really a wonderful wonderful book um nice. and if you are it's black history month so consume black stuff if you're black yeah. <laughs> remember that your breath and your existence is an act of resistance and triumph but for everybody else not sure where to start to engage in black history month what do i do um every single streaming service has a black history month tab or like a black voices tab click it right or find black something stories. Yeah. yep mm-hmm. read a book by a black author find a black creator on instagram or tiktok follow them listen and learn
2: that's okay. like that. cool what's what do you got beth I wanted to shout out Crime and Roses. Oh, I love that podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's such a funny combo. It's a true crime and Bachelor recap podcast. (laughs) Yes, it's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I stumbled across it when searching for episodes on this case, and I listened to an episode, Mm -hmm. and uh, they're really funny. And uh, during the airing of a Bachelor franchise season, Megan and Danielle... Two Georgia attorneys, and I think they're in Atlanta. I think so too. Yeah. And I think Megan is white, and Danielle is black. And they recap episodes and spill all the latest tea on the <laughs> Bachelor franchise episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then each week, they also tie in a true crime story. So I was listening to one today. They, they had an episode for the one of the Bachelor stories, and, and it had mm-hmm. to do with shrimp. So I guess one of the bachelorettes or somebody ate too much shrimp. Like, she ate, like, half the shrimp. And... <laughs> like they brought out this shrimp for everybody to eat and she ate like half of it so oh no (laughs) so the episode had to do with shrimp and then they found a true crime story that had to do with shrimp oh that is so cool (laughs) yeah that is so cool so i'm not into the bachelor franchise at all but uh, they're they're pretty these ladies are pretty entertaining so
1: yeah, I'm, I, I, I it, uh, great recommendation, Beth. So that is Crime and Roses, a true crime and bachelor recap podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. The book South to America, A Journey Below the Mason Dixon to Understand a Soul of a Nation by Imani Perry and Murderville on Netflix. Yeah. And it's Black History Month, so find Black, um, Content. things to yeah. yeah um enjoy and learn about um yeah. oh boy oh boy beth this was so fun because i missed you yeah, so much I, know. <laughs> I cannot wait until next week i'm crime sure fun. <laughs> uh, yeah i'm looking forward to Crimecon yeah. as well um and but in the meantime before we get to those points where can the people find us
2: our website is fruitloopspod.com. Our Facebook page is Fruit Loops Pod. And our discussion group is Fruit Loops Pod Discussion on Facebook. We are also on Twitter and Instagram at Fruit Loops Pod. And links to our sources will be in our footnotes. If you want to support the show, you can send us a donation on the Cash App. Just Google Fruit Loops Pod Cash App or you can become a monthly patron through Podbean. This will help us pay for things like our website and pod hosting. There's no minimum and no commitment. Even a dollar would help. And as always, we. Have have merch for sale on our website.
1: That's right. So this is a weekly podcast and new episodes drop every Thursday. So until next time, look alive, y'all. It's crazy out there.